0: Hello, this is Sukrit from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 30th of December. Listeners, this is the final episode of this podcast series. Next year, we aim to channel our resources into other existing projects such as NL interviews, ground reports and more. Meanwhile, our other podcasts will continue such as Let's Talk About, NL Hafta and Awful and Awesome. To all our listeners who have been listening to our Daily News Wrap, thank you. We are sad to say goodbye. We are excited for what comes next. You should be too. So, do continue to support News Laundry and pay to keep news free. Here's the final, 1544th episode of the Daily Dose podcast. Today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi arrived in Ayodhya for a mega rally and several key inaugurations ahead of the Ram Temple inauguration slated for the 22nd of January. Modi first inaugurated the newly built Maharshi Valmiki International Airport in Ayodhya, located 15 kilometres from the main city. According to a statement from the PMO, Phase 1 of the airport has been developed at a cost of more than Rs. 1,450 crore. The PM then travelled to the redeveloped Ayodhya-Dham Junction railway station, holding a roadshow along the way and flagged off 6 vande bharat and 2 of the first amrit bharat trains the pm also laid foundation stones for development projects estimated to cost rupees 15700 crore over 11000 crore of which is earmarked to develop ayodhya and its surrounding areas the pm's visit comes aside of the much feted inauguration of the ram temple in ayodhya on the 22nd of january 2024 during a speech today He urged people not to come to Ayodhya for the inauguration, but to celebrate at home. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, who accompanied the Prime Minister, proclaimed that this was a new Ayodhya in New India. Listeners, you'll hear a lot about the new Ayodhya in the days leading up to the inauguration of the Ram Mandir, but what impact will it really have on the residents of Ayodhya? What will the culmination of the long-standing struggle for the Ram Temple look like? We'll tell you exactly that in our new SENA project, now live on the News Laundry website. Contribute now and help us tell these stories. The Delhi police today registered an FIR against unknown persons for the low-intensity blasts that were heard near the Israeli embassy. The blasts were heard outside the embassy around 5.30pm on Tuesday, the 26th of December. No one was injured in the attack and no explosives were reportedly found. However, according to PTI, An abusive letter addressed to the Israeli ambassador was found at the site of the explosion. The one-page letter purportedly used Zionists to refer to the Israelis and mentioned Palestine and Gaza. The police are reportedly investigating an individual who was caught on multiple CCTV cameras in the area. He has not been tracked down yet but allegedly arrived in an auto rickshaw. An FIR was registered last night at the Tughlaq Road police station against unknown persons. According to PTI, the FIR said crucial evidence has been found of a conspiracy to target the embassy. The FIR was registered under Section 3 of the Explosive Substances Act for explosions likely to endanger life or property and Section 427 of the Indian Penal Code. The police also recorded statements from over a dozen people who claimed to have heard the blast. Meanwhile, samples from the blast site were sent to the National Security Guard's laboratory. Olympic medal-winning wrestler Bajrang Punya urged the Sports Ministry today to restart wrestling activities in the country. The wrestler's appeal comes just seven months before the start of the 2024 Paris Olympics, scheduled to begin on July 24. Urging immediate action to prepare for the next Olympic Games, Punya said in a tweet and I quote, There is an Olympic Games after seven months, but no one seems serious about it. Wrestling has given four consecutive medals in the last four Olympics. So, I request the sports ministry to start all wrestling activities as soon as possible so that the future of the players can be saved. Punia's plea comes after the union sports ministry on the 24th of December dissolved the recently elected body of the Wrestling Federation of India, headed by the new president, Sanjay Singh. Olympic medalist Sakshi Malik had tearfully quit wrestling to protest the election of Singh, a close aide of BJP MP and former WFI chief, brijbushan Sharan Singh, who is accused by multiple women wrestlers of sexual harassment. Punya had also returned his Shri in support of Malik. The Enforcement Directorate today issued fresh summons to Jharkhand Chief Minister Hemant Sorain in a money laundering case over an alleged land scam. He has been instructed to record his statement in Delhi at a time and date mutually convenient to him. ANI reported. According to the Hindu, this is the seventh time Sorerain has been summoned in connection with the case which is lodged under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. He had skipped his last summons on the 12th of December. Sorain had sent a letter to the .ED in August, saying that he had already sent the agency all relevant documents and information pertaining to the case. He had also threatened to move the courts against the central government if the case against him was not withdrawn. In the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, over 165 Palestinians were killed and over 250 injured in the last 24 hours, the Gaza Health Ministry reported today. In the occupied West Bank, the Palestinian Prisoner Society said that Israeli Defense Forces detained 14 more people after overnight raids. According to Al Jazeera, a deadly airstrike occurred just a few hours ago in Khan Yunis today. The attack killed five people and injured numerous women and children moving around the European hospital near the site of the airstrike. Meanwhile, the Palestinian Red Crescent reported that one person was killed in the Maghazi refugee camp after a house-faced artillery shell fire from Israeli defence forces. In related news, South Africa approached the International Court of Justice or ICJ to initiate proceedings against Israel for war crimes. The country says that Israel's operations in Gaza amount to genocide. Since the ongoing conflict in Gaza began on the 7th of October, at least 21,672 Palestinians have been killed and over 56,000 injured. In Israel, the death toll from Hamas's attack stands at 1,139 according to official figures. Listeners, this was the final episode of our Daily Dose podcast. This podcast was started in early 2019. Over time, it gave a platform to numerous hosts, including yours truly. The time has come for News Laundry to focus on giving you our exclusive angles on the big stories of 2024. This is not a full stop, but merely a comma in our efforts to bring you the best of news reports and analyses. We look forward to the new year and hope you have a great one ahead. For the last time, thank you for listening. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.